0: Welcome to the very first episode of Behind the Screens. This is a podcast series where Danske Commodities in-house experts give you an inside look into the world of energy trading. We look at some of the current market trends and business trends in energy trading. My name is Jens Østergaard and I will be your host throughout the series. Today we're going to talk about what it's actually like to work as a trader. In the studio, I have two people who know all about that. Danske Commodities, Head of Gas Trading and Origination, Michael Vincent.
1: You need to uh, react uh, much quicker than uh, you you did uh, just some years ago. Uh, I think without uh, technology,
0: you will just be left behind. And Head of Intraday Trading, Anders Kring.
2: we we really seen uh, the transition, the green transition, as uh, a game changer.
0: Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Anders Kring, uh, could you start by telling me what is power trading all about?
2: Power trading is uh, basically about demand meeting supply or the other way around. Um, And that is uh, getting more and more complicated in a decentralized energy landscape. If we go some years back, we remember a world where we had a power plant outside all larger cities. Then there was one cable Maybe it's a bit simple, but um, it's it more or less uh, the way it was done, and, and that power plant outside the city provided energy to uh, to the city. Um, when we trade power today, we need to look at a lot of things, and um, if it's the wind farms we are we are looking at, we need to to look at the weather. If if it's a consumption, maybe that's controlled by weather forecasts related to temperature. And then we have the sun with the clouds for the solar planes and so on and so on and so on and so on. And all these things are also very dynamic and what we say is, is non-programmable. And in a power system where you also have The entire European market-coupled area where there is uh, cables uh, connecting the different price areas. There can be uh, congestions and there can be curtailments. And basically it's changing all the time because the weather is changing all the time. And then we also need to to change the way we trade energy. What
0: is it an intraday power trader does?
2: We trade uh, 24-7. Um, every day uh, year round so when you come in the engine is uh, is running already meaning that we have positions in the markets and we are trading so uh, then you have a handover from uh, from the trading team uh, that is going home. If you meet in in the morning, then uh, you also start to look at the solar ramp. So solar production uh, running in um, across European markets. So um, we need to consult our mythologist and, and discuss what is the plan uh, for the day. Do we like the positions uh, we've already taken over from the, the, the night trading team? Or do we have to, uh, to, uh, to flip the position, simply take the opposite position? What kind of capacities um, capacities can be seen as options? So it's it's a capacity to actually flow power from one price zone to another price zone. And if we can um, do that uh, with a, a positive spread, we have made money. And if we can sell and buy the energy from from oppositions, um, also with a positive spread, we have made money. We do that all the time and then hopefully during the day uh, our wins will be uh, larger than our our losses. Michael Vincent, you head our gas trading and
0: ordination unit. How does gas trading differ from power trading? I think
1: actually uh, a lot of the things are are similar. We also work uh, 24-7 around the clock having uh, traders in the office at all times a year. Um, also we look very much at the supply demand picture uh, consumption uh, weather data and our fundamental uh, models as well i think uh, there are two things that are a bit different from 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 the power business is that uh, gas you're able to store in uh, mainly underground uh, storages so uh, you don't have to to get rid of uh, all the the, the trades you do at once, you can actually uh, store uh, the gas and, uh, and save it for later or the other way uh, around. And then another thing is that uh, I believe that the gas market is, uh, is lacking a bit behind uh, the power market in terms of uh, development and uh, regulation, at least in uh, Europe and also when it comes to, to liberalisation. Uh, there are still some areas in, in Europe where gas is uh, a bit behind uh, the power market.
0: So, uh, Anders Kring, uh, I'd also like to talk a little bit about what it actually takes to be a trader. Uh, what uh, what do we look for at Danske Commodities when we uh, hire new traders?
2: There's different profiles. Um, there is some profiles where you have a feeling that they will probably be a bit more aggressive and proactive in the market, and there are some other profiles where they will probably be a bit more analytical um, in uh, in the market, and they will probably think a bit more about uh, about what positions and what risks to uh, to take. And I think the combination is, uh, is good because you, you need to execute, you need to be in the market and you need to be proactive. But of course, doing it the right way, doing your analysis is, uh, is also very important. So I would say some are you can say, into uh, to, to coding, doing a lot of analysis, and I think they do a lot of evaluation of um, what is happening in the market. They look at what kind of um, decisions have they taken in different time frames and were they right, were they wrong, and why. And they ask this why, 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 and want to discuss this uh, all the time. Um, and other, they, they seem to be more, um, more fit for just executing, executing, executing um and i think uh when they work together and you put them together then you get uh, a good balance um so that's probably on the on the personal profile um side of things then um education that's um from um from the university and from uh from business schools that's probably the main um and that is you can say economical uh students and um now we're also looking into uh, to uh, to taking um, yeah a broader picture on uh, on this, and uh, we've hired a, a, a guy with an engineering background simply because we want to learn more about the the grid um, because the grid is is changing all the time with all the renewables coming in. So can we understand a bit more there? Um, and then we have seen. Um, also some, some educations where it's, it's probably a bit more uh, exotic um, and, and some of them also without education, maybe a, a poker player. Um, I don't know if, if, if exotic is the right word, but but uh, it's a bit different. And uh, sometimes that, that works as well. So I will say it's it's not that we look for uh, one single profile uh, with the educational background. Um, if you fit into the team, uh, and you can can see the fire in the eyes, uh, then it can also be uh, be enough.
0: How do you see the the, the trading business, energy trading business, has has changed over the years?
1: Yeah, when I, I joined the business, uh, I think eight nine years ago, coming from uh, the financial sector, where I also uh, was working in trading. I think one of the main difference was uh, the digitalization that was really lacking behind in the energy market. It was Back then, it was still dominated by uh, the big players and you did a lot of uh, bilateral deals and uh, exchanges were only starting to to run business uh, back uh, seven, eight years ago. And now we have seen so much uh, volume at the exchanges. So the market, the trading is moving towards uh, the exchanges and not uh, picking up the phone and uh, calling uh, your old friends as it was uh, back in the days. So I think technology is really... uh It's really picking up pace in the energy trading. And uh, it's also one area where we need to be on on top of things uh, because humans, they cannot uh, trade as quickly as uh, computers can. And uh, so we need to really, really be uh, on top of the technology and uh, digitalization.
0: How will that uh, change the market, the digitalization?
1: I think uh, more trades and you need to uh, react. Uh, much quicker than uh, you you did uh, just some years ago. Uh, I think without uh, technology, you will just be left behind uh, also in in the markets that we operate in.
0: Anders Kring, you've also been here uh, for for quite a while. What's what's been the most uh, important uh, changes in in, in your your view in the anti markets uh, over the past uh, 10
2: years? From, uh, from the last years, we, we really seen uh, the transition, the green transition, as uh, a game changer. Um, we knew it was coming, and I still remember when we could do an analysis where we could see that wind basically didn't affect the prices in, in some markets. It's not like that uh, today. It is uh, one of the main price drivers. So um, instead of trading... Uh, the day before, and then uh, you know your power plant will run the next day uh, as planned. And instead of having one power plant outside the the town or the city, then you have a lot of wind farms with individual forecasts and also uh, with individual changes in in the uh, production forecast. So instead of uh, stopping trading uh, the day before, then we need to do it, uh, this 24-7 setup, and we need to do it all the times with new forecasts, and we need to use live data directly from the SCADA systems of the wind farms, for instance, and look at what will happen in the market if we suddenly produce more, or if we suddenly produce less. And those kind of problems has not been uh, relevant before, Um, and we can see the forecast quality, of course. It's getting better and better and better, especially before delivery, uh, and it means that we need to to trade until uh, in in some countries until five minutes before uh, we actually actually have to deliver uh, the power. And it's a totally different setup instead of having uh, a few screens and a telephone, then you have this uh, 15 screen uh, setup to uh, to follow this development.
0: What does that mean to the qualifications you need to have as a as a trainer and to your daily job
2: I'll say um, before it was um, you can say if you if you're using a lot of OTC uh, trading in uh, in building your positions that was um, maybe uh, talking a lot to your counterparts and today there is no talking because there's simply no time for it. And um, at at that time, you definitely had an advantage if you had a network and if you could speak to people. Um, And today, it's it's more about uh, programming. It's understanding what's going on on all these screens um, and taking decisions and economical decisions um, in a structured way.
0: Uh, I think if I if I say the word trading, then uh, certain pictures uh, pop uh, into my mind, at least with uh, uh, people in shirts shouting and uh, phones uh, ringing and so on. But what's it actually like, uh, Michael Vincent, to walk into uh, a trading floor uh, mm-hmm. here at Danske Commodities? I think the first
1: thing that uh, people notice is, uh, as Anas mentioned, all the screens, a lot of screens, and uh, a lot of people communicating. We don't have uh, guys in, in in blue jackets that we have in the old movies uh, yelling to each other, but we have a lot of uh, communications uh, in the team and also uh, towards uh, brokers. You cannot do trading without uh, all the screens because there's so much uh, data you need to assess uh, at
0: all times. How would you describe a good day for a trader?
1: Of course, if you make uh, some good deals and uh, some money, but uh, I think the, uh, the uncertainty, you don't know uh, in the morning what will happen. And I think these... Uh, when something just happens in the market and uh, people get busy and uh, get excited, I think that's a that's a good day for a trader. When a lot of uh, unknown uh, things uh, happen,
0: what would you say, uh, uh, Anders, coming to that?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll agree with Vince. If if there is a change in the market and you see it and you uh, yeah hit it right and and you make a profit, that's basically uh, put you to to heaven. And you will see people screaming and shouting and. Uh, be very, very, very happy because it's a uh, it's a special feeling when you feel you beat uh, the market in uh, in these situations.
0: I imagine that you also need to be a bit uh, competitive to uh, to to be a good uh, trader. Uh, how is that? Uh, is there any competition between the traders?
2: Yeah, I will say there is a, a good competition, and it's in a, in a way where you tease each other. But because we are 24-7, you also uh, need to have some, some team spirit because you take over positions from uh, the trader uh, before you. So it's a, it's a team sport, but I can assure you that uh, there's also uh, some teasing within uh, within the team. And we have a very, very uh, open culture where we also um, basically put an email out if we don't agree on the price or we think a wrong decision has been been, been taking. To be open and communicate open, how can, we, how can we do this better? And of course, in these emails, uh, there is also sometimes a, a bit of teasing. Um, but we also believe it's, it's a better way. Uh, no trader should walk around with, uh, with um, this without having the opportunity to, to speak freely about the position, no matter if it's a loss or, uh, or a gain.
0: What's the most uh, difficult thing about uh, being a trader?
2: I think the most difficult thing is that you are in a very dynamic business, and it's uh, it's a 24-7 business. So it means that um, when the stock market, they, they close, then everybody can go home, and maybe they don't think too much about what's going on. But when you go home, you still have uh, risk in the market. You have taken position, and you're handed them over to uh, to the next trader. And I think um, most traders, they will have to maybe check a bit up on their positions, uh, before they go to bed maybe. It tends to, um, you can say, be a bit stressful in, in that way. Uh, so, so I would say for, for some people they like this very intense uh, job. For me it's, it's uh, just getting some adrenaline uh, pumping in your body is, is, uh, is just a nice thing and I couldn't live without it. But uh, I also think that um, some people they will see it as a, as a negative thing. I
0: imagine that would be uh, sort of the same uh, in in gas trading, uh, Michael. Vincent.
1: Yeah, it is, uh, and also I think one of the important things is that you're able to to leave your emotions both uh, at home and also at work when you go home, uh, because uh, you you cannot uh, it doesn't work if you cannot sleep at night because you have a a position that's uh, not going your way. All traders that lose uh, money now and then. So I think the ability to be able to To handle a loss and just uh, be ready for for the next good opportunity is uh, one of the most important things.
0: How do you actually handle that if you had a bad day and and, uh, you have to sort of get up on the horse again and and move forward? Some,
1: they go exercising, boxing training, uh, go for a run and... Some go on uh, the couch and uh, it's different from trader to trader. I think it's just very important that you have the ability to to move on very fast because there will be a new opportunity the next day. That's the good thing about uh, trading. There's always new opportunities out there.
0: Um, we talked a little bit about this already, that the energy market is is changing rapidly. It has been uh, always and, and that's uh, still ongoing. So what excites you, maybe Anna Kring, what excites you the most about uh, what
2: is going on in the energy markets uh, right now? What I really like is that you can really make new systems, new uh, IT technologies, new models, new ways of doing things uh, in this business. And when we challenge uh, some of these uh, old monopolies and old ways of doing things, we only win uh, when we can say get it right when we can create value and using new technologies develop new things new business models ideas and then actually uh, you can see that you made a profit but you also made a a better and more secure power uh, system in uh, in in a market Um, that is really a a great feeling I think Um, at the end of the day there will be savings and there will be integration of renewables
1: I think uh, much of uh, of the same. Uh, you need to be really on top of uh, development, not only trying to follow it, also to be uh, ahead of the curve. And then, uh, by the way, we do business. We're also part of uh, changing the market, and uh, yeah, the saying in, in in what the regulators uh, do. So I think this uh, that you need to just be uh, innovative. Uh, and follow uh, the market every day and yeah, being up uh, up to pace uh, with development.
0: Anders Kring and Michael Vincent, thank you very much for joining me here today. You have been listening to Behind the Screens, a podcast series created by the Energy Trading House Danske Commodities. With this series, we want to give you an inside look into the world of energy trading and the latest market trends. Be sure to catch the next episode of Behind the Screens to learn more about how the energy trading business works.